world has changed since INGOs became prominent actors on the global stage. The current model of INGO seems no longer fit for purpose. The Ringo Social Lab, reimagining the international NGO, brings together group influencers, thinkers, leaders and disruptors from across civil society around the world in the quest to reimagine the role of INGOs and global civil society. In this series we explore the future of global civil society through the lens of the Ringo Project. The podcast series is produced by Disrupt Development, the world's first post-growth innovation academy in global development. Hi, my name is Keith Slack. I'm Director of Strategy and Campaigns at EarthRights International. We are a human rights and environmental organization based in Washington, D.C. We also have offices in Thailand and Peru. So I'm sharing my story of my journey to the uh, Ringo process. So my story is uh, <clears throat> based on uh, 25 years of uh, working in INGOs, uh, in international development, human rights, and uh, now with an organization that has uh, more of an overt uh, environmental focus, uh, but strongly grounded in uh, human rights issues. And so I'll also be talking about sort of my perspective uh, from the environmental uh, field on the issues that we're discussing within the Ringo process. Um, so my journey is, is sort of this reflection uh, on 25 years in the sector and things that I've seen that are positive and things that I've seen that are, are somewhat concerning. Um, and in that period of time, a lot of questions have come up that I've been thinking about and, and asking and trying to find answers to. And in the Ringo process, many of these same questions have come up. And so it's been really interesting and affirming to be with other people who have had similar questions and are trying to find answers to these same questions. Um, and so some of the questions I've had are, you know, for example, are we really trying to work ourselves out of a job? I mean, INGOs always say that, that we're trying to resolve problems. Um, but is that really true in in practice? Um, or are we just sort of feeding into and perpetuating what I refer to as the foreign aid industrial complex? Um, that sort of connection between foreign aid, NGOs, governments, that just sort of goes around and around and that can't be fundamentally changed. Are we willing to fundamentally challenge the powers that be to produce meaningful change that is uh, uncomfortable and possibly career threatening to some people if we really achieve the changes that we need, we think we need to achieve and that will result in greater equity and more representation and more responsiveness to the concerns of, you know, the people that the sector is in theory trying to trying to help. And I think a big question also for me is how do we move from a from a technocratic, cautious, risk averse model uh, to one that fundamentally challenges and shifts power? Um, not kind of little by little, but but bringing, you know, big and and revolutionary, you know, systemic um, change. So from a, an environmental point of view, I think these issues have never been more important because 
the world is facing an ex existential environmental crisis in climate change. In climate change is, of course, not strictly an environmental issue. It's a human rights issue, a development issue, a justice issue, an, equ an equality issue. And given the urgency of the crisis we face, we need constant action to push for fundamental shifts in power uh, to address the crisis, particularly as it relates to the global south and the people who will be most directly affected by the worst impacts of climate change. And I think given this reality, we have to ask questions about how we're operating. Um, are the traditional big environmental INGOs willing to do this in ways that will produce real change that benefit the most directly impacted people? Or is the default going to continue to be reliance on the same old models of operation, including technocratic type of approaches. This is a question that's made even more pressing now by the enormous amounts of money um, that funders are putting into climate work, uh, including bilateral, multilateral funders, private foundations, uh, and mega wealthy individuals um, like Jeff Bezos, who's recently been giving tens of millions of dollars two big environmental organizations to work on climate change. There are opportunities here, I think, for INGOs to model new behavior, um, working on climate in particular, um, given the interest of some funders in trying to get more funding um, to the local level, including to indigenous peoples, indigenous organizations, which, which is a positive development. <clears throat> there are opportunities for INGOs to demonstrate deeper partnership and solidarity uh, and opening access to the holders of power and decision makers. Um, I don't think we're going to solve climate change by doing the same things we've always done. I think radical action and radical solidarity are required. Uh, this includes helping strengthen NGOs in countries such as China and India uh, that are trying to push their governments to move away from fossil fuels. Um, it means, I think, also supporting a stronger resistance posture uh, that will create risks and maybe even some danger to people who are uh, on the front lines and really trying to push uh, for the transition that we so urgently need. Some of the smaller NGOs in the environmental space have begun to take on more of a stance of strategic solidarity, but many, I think, are stuck in old incremental technocratic ways that will not move the needle um, nearly quickly enough to achieve the change that we want to see. So I'm excited to see how the thinking in Ringo can be channeled to address the existential challenge of climate change uh, and to develop a radical new model of INGO operations that supports local organizations to push back on powerful actors and to grow and strengthen the global grass grassroots um, climate and fossil fuel resistance movement that is ultimately what will be needed uh, to save the planet. So that's my story. That's why I'm uh, part of Ringo and I'm eager to see uh, what comes next in the process. Would you like to learn more about the Ringo Social Lab? Check out the link in the description for more information. Thank you for listening. You listened to the podcast channel of Disrupt Development, the world's first post-growth innovation academy in global development. We work as trusted innovation advisors and thought partners to our clients, working with you to develop customized strategies, launch new initiatives and improve the impact of your work.